0: This episode is brought to you by Lipsyn. Planning to start a podcast? Look no further than Lipsyn. Lipsyn is one of the biggest feature-rich podcast hosting platforms in the world. Lipsyn is IAB certified, offers many hosting plans, and you can start for as low as $5 a month. Aspiring podcasters who listen to the show radio can get one month free by using the promo code TSR. Use promo code TSR at checkout to get one month free. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This is episode 643. I'm your host, Andrew.
1: Hey, guys, and I'm Danny.
0: And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. In this episode, we have a lot of things for you. The first thing we have is the Venba review. Uh, and is going to do that. Daniela, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm normally going to be up this early and have a free day to myself. So I'm taking advantage of it.
0: I love that. I love that. What, what are you going to do today?
1: um well i have a couple errands to run and then later on this like afternoon got some friends coming over we're gonna make um crab boil for dinner tonight uh Sounds looking forward dope. to that yeah we were originally gonna order it from a food truck and they were like we might as well just make it ourselves and have a night of it i got them. Um, got these friends they're going to be leaving soon so whatever time i can get in with them i always have a busy schedule so i'm pretty stoked for tonight
0: no that's dope that's dope i know you had mentioned the venba before uh and and now that we're here so tell us you know exactly what venba is and what's going on there
1: yeah so for the last couple years you know they've been part of like the indie showcases um wholesome games and so i've been really looking forward to playing this it, it came out uh yesterday july 31st uh so it was very quick yeah i'm i am buying this this is this is being added and you know it's like the perfect start for the wholesome games um that's going on for steam right now uh but venba is available on all platforms your you switch uh xbox playstation steam it's like it's it's on there so um, I bought it on Steam. I played it on my Steam deck, even though it's a it's a fresh new game, obviously it's not gonna have its ratings if it's um steam deck compatible it one hundred percent is I didn't have any problems playing it. That's the way I got it um it's currently on currently right now it's on sale for fifteen percent off um it's like twelve dollars or so twelve thirteen dollars um which is a price point for the duration of the game that may be questionable for some people. I don't mind that I paid that it's um it's about an hour and a half to play the whole game and I know that's really short and people want to put their money where they feel comfortable with but for me and the way that we've been waiting for this and the the story that's with it I it was a no-brainer for me and the reason why this hits so close is that venba is basically a it's a cooking game but it's more than just your cooking mama or you're overcooked it actually has a whole story about it and you play as an indian mom named venba who immigrates from from tamil india to canada you know for you know you find out a little bit of story that her and her husband pavlan um uh, you know, they were having a hard time back home and people didn't approve of their relationship. So they moved to Canada to find a better life and they started a family. Uh, But a lot of things is what what hits close is, you know, my family immigrated from here, um, from the Philippines and from China. And, you know, obviously my grandparents were looking for a better life for their children, better life for them, better opportunities. Um, Granted, they didn't go to Canada. They came to America. And, um, you know, having these cultural differences, especially being at first, like, you know, my parents being first generation here, uh, you know, wanting to fit in 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 America, some, at some point, part of our culture was lost in that because you're just trying to fit in. And that what that game does is uh, really showcases that really well on top of the cooking and the food. And even though it's an Indian culture, um it very much is close to you know my filipino and chinese heritage where food is like a huge thing in in our family when we have celebrations when there's sadness when there's um just to show love you just cook these amazing dishes but then i remember living in california and not even just my own family like i had i had korean friends i had i had japanese friends who would bring these dishes from home that our our parents made and be slightly embarrassed by it. And because of, you know, the strong smells, it's not, it's not something that you would usually see like, or smell or eat in America. So just trying to to fit in. But then, you know, like the game really showcases that because they have a son named Kevin, who's just You know, he's trying to be Canadian. He's trying to fit in with his friends and he doesn't want to bring any of that food from his mom. Um, But then, you know, that same story is as we grow up, we start to miss those things. We start to realize like our culture and our food and how we live our lives is such a huge part of us that we kind of forget about it and, and miss it. And so the story is really touching uh, going through you know it, in the game setting itself it starts in the 1980s and so you have this mom trying to you know make her life in this whole new country missing home trying to raise their son and hoping that the choice to stay in Canada was the right one and then because because culturally they're so different and their English isn't so strong they're struggling to find work um, struggling to uh, just Maintain their roots, but also understand this new world that they're living in so a lot of it like a lot of the dishes that you're cooking in here is' i I wanna say maybe it's close, I don't know Tamil um you know foods or anything like that, but a lot of it is like it's teaching you like these really um you know short cut versions of these dishes that actually in the game in the art style it still looks really good, and maybe that's because I didn't have breakfast this morning yet but um, the the story behind it I think is really what makes the game like the cooking aspect of it is really fun because what it is is that uh, Bemba is taking her own mother or in the game I learned that um, mom is ama in, in Tamil um, recipe book that is you know it has it's heavily used there's some parts that are ripped out or missing so part of the cooking aspect is trying to guess all right how am I cooking this what parts are missing and then as you figure that out um, she's repairing the book and then later on when her son grows up he finds the cookbook still with some of the parts that his mom has fixed from her own mother and then he realizes that he misses those parts of his, of his life and that he feels like a fraud because now as an adult, people are wanting diversity and he feels like, OK, I have ignored this part of my life, my culture, my family. I want to get back to my roots. And so he tried, starts working through his mother's cookbook and also making some changes and just rebuilds that connection with his mother again through food. So it's, it's a beautiful story. And the cooking part is a really great part, but really it's just that connection. So uh, if, if you are, you know, a child or a grandchild of an immigrant family that came to America or even Canada, like, I think this will really hit home for you. And I loved it. I wish it wasn't so short. It took me about an hour and a half. Um to finish there's about seven chapters, but in that hour and a half it was it was just a great experience, and I loved it and I related to every second of it
0: oh that's awesome, and it's getting great reviews too Steam nine out of ten a euro gamer, four out of five uh, the average time to to complete it is about an hour plus uh, give or take from what I'm seeing online and it is a narrative uh, cooking game you didn't mention it was a cooking game. Um, and it looks dope. It looks dope. Um, it's one of those games where I'll watch people stream them. You know, I've never really did. Um, no, I don't think I've done the genre of cooking game and we've had a few great ones in the past too. So, but no, that's pretty dope that, you know, it's getting a light, you know, um, on it. And I think that's, that's incredible, especially, you know, the type of game it is and, and also the culture itself. So, uh, definitely check it out venba available now right uh switch playstation yeah. xbox xbox series s x you know, window you know all the places it seems uh so definitely check it out for your platform
1: i i really hope i i really hope people give it a, a try and it gets out there because i would love to see another one come out from vizai games those are the developers and publishers of this game um but it, yeah I, I i loved it i'm glad i waited for it and you know what I'm gonna be honest. I made sure to clear out some time just for this game. I haven't been able to play so much, so I'm I'm really stoked that I got to. I got to play it, and I got to review it. It's been a little bit since I got to review a game.
0: No, that's awesome, man. and thank you for for sharing that. For sure, um, that looks absolutely dope. Uh, the The next thing we have we we have a couple of things, right? We have actually news from uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Microsoft, right? And the one from Microsoft was really interesting to me, and and uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, PlayStation Five, uh, we have sales past forty million, so it's actually trying to catch up to. And I'm sure over time it'll pass. Right with uh, the PlayStation Three stuff. Were you surprised that it hit that mark, or uh, what are you thinking about no, PlayStation? I
1: love I love my PlayStation Five. I know it's sales terrible because I haven't been able to play so much. But it's still like I am not regretting that being a day one purchase for me. So to see the sales are surpassing 40 million. That is awesome. It will get up there with the rest of his consoles online. I mean, it still has a lot of life in it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely agree with that, especially with Spider-Man. Right. Uh, Spider-Man 2. And I don't think we're getting Spider-Man 2 on PC as well as uh, PlayStation. I think it's releasing PlayStation 5 first, right? And then maybe PC later.
1: Yeah, probably in a year uh, after.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do it that way, but I'll double check that. Uh, so so there's that with the $40 million. Also, Also, uh, PS5 system beta adds new accessibility features and larger storage support. And you have Dolby, Atmos, and up to 8 terabyte of m2 storage um happy about that or i'm pretty it... happy about okay that. okay
1: but i think it's also my old age of just being so mind blown eight terabytes of storage right like i don't i remember just being stoked upgrading i think it was my ps3 to like 500 megabytes
0: right no, 500 right
1: five hundred gigs I'm not 500 megabytes i'm sorry 500 gigs i'm be- being stoked on just half a terabyte there um just blown but then you're thinking about it you have your call of duty games who are just 200 new. gigs
0: at yeah. least and
1: then you have you know dark souls Yep. you have destiny and then you have all the add-ons and updates and expansions so eight terabytes, like that, just makes sense to me. But it just still blows my mind just remembering being stoked on like I upgraded my PS Five, my day one PS Five too.
0: Yeah, how many how many M two slots do you have on your on your board? Are you are you aware by any chance?
1: For my PC or for my
0: for your PC?
1: For my PC, um, two I think. Yeah, you,
0: you have two. I think I have at least one. I'm still trying to figure out like. I've never installed an M2 before, so that, that may be something I consider in the future because a lot of these games are getting like huge, right? As as we just shared, you're looking at 200 gigs for Call of Duty, 100 plus gigs for, for Destiny, and we can go on and on, right? So, eight terabytes seems like it's huge, but over time, because these games are so large, you know, it's not really that big, right? which is, which is weird when you think about it. And and I'm thinking about what you said, like, it's weird. Like I remember when one gig was the thing, right. And then one gig became a one gig on a USB drive. Then it became five to eight gigs on there. Right. Then it became 30 gigs. Like it's, it's crazy where, where we've come, but, uh, but yeah, M2 is something.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something that you know we've watched you know happen uh, for for quite a few years. But yeah, I'm glad that we're getting more space on all these things, right? Whether it's PlayStation or or PC or or whatever. Um, I think that is good. Um, I also think that waiting for like um, the next Nintendo is exciting for a lot of folks too. So that's there's some rumors about that where. It could come as soon as 2024. So what, do you, what are you thinking about Nintendo and the things that they're doing on their side?
1: Um, well, I, I just said that the PS5 still has a lot of life in it because it only came out a few years ago, whereas the Switch has been out for a hot minute now. So it kind of makes sense that they're going to be coming out with their next gen soon. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I, I oh, Goodness. With all these handhelds, if they do, I'm going to be stoked about it. It's Nintendo. A lot of people are going to love it. and A lot of people are going to jump on it from day one. I don't know if it would be a day one for me.
0: Yeah. I love my
1: Steam Deck a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Steam Deck is, is pretty cool uh, from what I've heard. right? Uh, I don't have one yet. Um, I do have a Logitech G Cloud. You mentioned something about handhelds, and, uh, and it kind of like triggers something for me. I think that all the current handhelds on the market, they're going to have to... Uh, modify a couple of things uh, to stay relevant right especially if the marketing push for them wasn't necessarily that great and i'm speaking in generic terms here um intentionally Uh, but specifically if we want to do like the steam deck uh conversation i think the marketing for that was fantastic it was great it was all over the place we all knew uh, about it we were all getting excited for it i think they had three tiers right to get for the steam deck right and the marketing, marketing of that was pretty good. And then you had um, aftermarket accessories that, that was really good for it, especially with the, uh, you know, Hall of sticks and all that stuff. So I think some other handhelds, speaking generally here again, are going to have to find different ways to compete uh, to stay relevant. I don't think Nintendo has an issue there, uh, but uh, the fact that they're bringing out uh, rumored Uh, anything as soon as 2024, I think that's good. It is one of the systems. If I had to get another system outside of the things that, you know, with the things that I currently have, it would have to be Nintendo because I'm not really interested in the PlayStation five stuff right now, simply because most of those games, if not all of those games are being um, put on PC. Right. And I think that kind of gives me, you know, time to consider if I want to get it, and if there's any exclusives of that's happening on the PS5, then I'll consider that. But at any rate, uh, Nintendo always does what Nintendo does. We always get their stuff anyway. And with the recent movie hitting, you know, all the milestones that it's hit, we're going to be seeing a lot of Nintendo stuff for a long time.
1: Yeah, that's going to that's going to outlive me like a hundredfold.
0: Yeah, they they know what they know what they're doing, man. They're they're incredible. So so you have that with Nintendo. Uh, next thing we have is is Microsoft. So Microsoft has had challenges um, in years uh, past, and maybe even current with repairs, right? And one of the things that we recently saw is they're extending uh, their repairability to the controllers as well. And I think that is critical. And the reason I believe that is critical is because a lot of these new controllers, like um, I think the brand is like G7 uh, something. I may have to look that up real quick. Uh, G7 controller. Th- that controller is $49.99, right? Just just give us some. sir. G7SC is the first licensed Xbox controller to use Hall Effect analog sticks. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was a conversation, or even within the community, it's like this controller is going to um, outlast your elite controller, the the thumbsticks, because the Hall effects are they, they're non, they're not touching the the actual sides or whatever, right? So they don't wear out. Same thing that was in the Dreamcast controller. So I want to hear your thoughts on that, and then we can talk about it a little bit more. But the fact that Microsoft is aware and they're doing that uh to make sure that their elite controllers get repaired while they have a licensed controller that's 49.99 on the market. Thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I think it's also it's it's definitely one of the pains that I have with having a controller. It doesn't matter if it's Microsoft or Xbox or Sony's. Um I wish for these price points they lasted longer. Like the fact that you 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 people just go through Controllers left and right. I mean, let's see. It's amazing over the years how many I've seen my friends buy. I I'm disappointed about how much I buy because you have the controller chip, and sometimes sending it in for repairs is just it's just too long. You're just like left out. So the fact that they are they have like you know cheaper ones that you can for replacing it that's awesome. But still, you're buying another one. I just, uh, I just wish controllers had a longer or better durability, I guess. Yeah. Especially for the price points for the higher end ones. I just, the durability I think is definitely. Maybe something that people should start adding into the reviews because when we, when you get a controller for a review, you have it for, you have it for a bit, but. I think they should always come back later on to do another review like a year later. How did it hold up? Mm. <laughs> Is it worth that money? Um, i th- I think it's a nice it's a nice thing. step going forward i just it's such a pain not just not just to my soul but to my wallet
0: yeah I want you to I want you to react to this, right? Listen to this paragraph. A uh, stick drift can play any controller still using wear and tear prone potentiometers. And unfortunately for us, that includes all current first party game pads uh, from Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. However, after years of notoriously drift prone Joy-Cons, third party accessory makers like 8 and GillyKit have been slowly stepping up to offer alternatives that utilize drift free hall effect sensors, which is what is in this uh, GameSir uh, controller, right? The GameSir S7. So the latest is the games S7SC the first licensed Xbox controller Hall of Fe- Hall of Fame sticks right so um, when you think about that do you think that um, they're buying time to to come out with their own version of that like what, what's your take on on that
1: i guess i guess i can see that as them buying time
0: Cause it's not it's not directly into their stuff, right? It's um, no. it's it's a controller that they can see how well it does over time based on you know how people respond to it. And what's interesting is Gilly Kid has their own controller. I don't, I don't. It's not an Xbox controller, but I think it's a Nintendo Switch controller that has the Hall Effect sticks in it as well. And and I've talked about this you know at length uh, in the past. And the fact that this is happening in real time, and I'm able to see it. You know, come come to pass, and and some of the controllers, even the pro controller by um, PlayStation, they have replacements like the swappable. Well, I don't the Dual Sense. I don't know what they're calling it right now. It it escapes me right now. But the recent one that they dropped, their top of the line premium controller, uh, you can swap out their thumbsticks with After Party ones, and I think Gilly Kit was considering making After Party ones for them as well. So. I mean I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that not only that they're taking care of the individuals who have the elite controllers and I ended up giving my elite controller to my brother because I felt like that was for him anyway even though it was in my possession. So I gave it to him, but I think that over time Microsoft and um other companies as has as well they have to start replacing um you know those standard potentiometers for the hall effects because we we see people with their keyboards their keyboards last for a very long time if a key comes off they can replace it if that's if that's the type of keyboard it is but the keyboards outlast controllers you know <laughs> by far right the margin is is crazy you know what i mean so so because of that we're at a place now where we're seeing a lot of companies i think even razer they're trying to do stuff with their button layouts Um, but not necessarily their, their thumbsticks yet. And we're seeing companies, you know, catch up with that. This Hall Effect thing is really good. I mean, my Dreamcast controller never had any issues except, you know, maybe cleaning dirt on the button side of things, but the analog stick was always perfect because it was based on a very similar technology, like the Hall Effect sensor stuff. So, so yeah, any thoughts on that?
1: And and just to put it out there, like you bring that up, like just older electronics somehow have like great durability, but you can say that about anything really.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can. I think it was in the PS3 controller as well too, which is interesting when you think about it. So PS3 had it, Dreamcast had it, um, Gilly Kit has it also, this GameSir uh, controller, G7 has it, and logically, for me, the next step up for them would be a controller that's about $100. Maybe the games are, you know, G8 or whatever. If you're listening, you know, here's some some notes here. And then that controller would be able to change the height of the thumbsticks. Because now with this one here, the forty nine ninety nine, a controller that they have, you're going to have to get like a control freak uh, type of add on. Uh, to raise the analog stick, um, which, which typically is the right one, right? For your, your aiming uh, pros, right? So you're going to have to get the extension for that and stuff like that. So the next logical move would probably be like a hundred dollar um, controller with uh, swappable uh, sticks and maybe the D-pad you'll be able to change out very similar to what Gambit has done with, um, what do you call that company? Uh, Victrix, right? Stuff like that, so we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. But, um, but yeah, that's that's the controller talk for today.
1: A lot of controller talk. <laughs> yeah, a
0: lot of controller talk. Uh, next thing we have Final Fantasy coming to Xbox. I know that is a big, big deal. Uh, so, Danielle, your thoughts on that?
1: So yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO that originally was just PlayStation and, and PC, uh, but over you know over this past weekend they <laughs> Yeah, that surprise of Bill Spencer coming out and then announcing something that I think is pretty big, and, and I, I personally think is long overdue. Um When I originally started playing uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, it was it was on my PS4, and I, I loved it a lot. So I ended up buying it for PC and continuing on from from there. I am way behind, so don't let anybody come at me for all <laughs> right. these expansion. I am way way behind, and an MMO takes you know. It takes time. It takes dedication. It has to be part of your daily routine if you want to stay up to date and do all your dailies. Um, I'm not complaining about that. I just have a busy life. Um, But it is definitely still one of my favorite MMOs. I am more fighting in Fantasy 14 than I will ever be a wild person. Uh, So to see that is coming to Xbox, I think is actually, it's actually pretty big. And and I love it. So you're going to have like, you know, have your, both your console players and your PC players all playing together. And I think, I think that's fantastic and a great surprise that, um, for them to have announced. I mean, they had a lot of things that came out from that, but I think for me, this is definitely, it's it's a great step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the question I have, um, and I need to really take a look at that as well, Genshin Impact is on most of these platforms, right? Let me see, PS5, PlayStation 4, GeForce, Android, Microsoft, Windows. Um, okay. I was trying to see if, if I was missing anything when it comes to, I think Final Fantasy coming to Xbox is, is a great thing. I definitely want to see more, more of those type of games on the platform and it's going to be good for not just Xbox, but it's going to be good for everybody. Uh, So that's how I feel about that. And even games like Genshin Impact, which I recently reinstalled, which is why I brought it up. Um, I just love that world because it is one of those games that feels like it's the Zelda that we don't necessarily have, but we can have it through this, you know, type of game. Right. But any any time we get um, access to other games that have been away from a platform for an extended period of time uh, because of partnerships or maybe technology or or conversations, you know, that need to happen, you know, fallouts and, you know, reconciliations and all that stuff to get to this place now where we're getting uh, such a monumental game on a, on that particular platform, I think is great news for everybody, right? Not just, not just for Xbox, which is, you know, we talk about it often enough, you know, we're at a place now, any game that we really want to play, it's usually available across multiple platforms, unless it's an exclusive, right? This is conversations that we've had for years. And we're still having those same conversations. But now we're at a place now where because of the cross-platform stuff and the things that we have access to, you know, it makes it easier for us to enjoy all these titles. And and I think it's great. I think it's great. You know, I know that um, even with, you know, the recent um, acquisition, the Activision, Blizzard and all that stuff, which took a very long time to even get to some kind of closure, right? I think there's a lot of good things that are happening on the uh, Microsoft Uh, platform and it's exciting for for us who use Game Pass and all the other things that they have uh, for us so um, I think it's a win
1: The thing is what is amazing is Genshin Impact is initially released on a lot of things but the Xbox Right So Microsoft Windows not Xbox and I thought I just wanted to bring that up I think that's interesting but I, I can see it coming to Xbox eventually
0: right exactly exactly which is which is what i'm excited about you know these type of news bits that we get um it, it's great for everybody it's definitely great for everybody any final thoughts on that no sweet sweet so 8-bit do we talked about 8-bit do a little bit kind of talked about mechanical keyboards uh earlier but now they have a retro mechanical keyboard coming out uh, Daniela, your take and thoughts on that.
1: It's funny because we said like keyboards outlast the controllers. Most people who get a, a keyboard, okay, <clears throat> like you have to go through some heavy wear and tear. But most people get it for the aesthetic, and that is exactly what Avid do is kind of pretty much giving to you. I love this retro style. I love the color scheme. I love the giant ba buttons or <laughs> buttons, however way you want to go about that one um and i think what's cool is that the pcb is hot swappable so you can trade out like you can buy it for the aesthetic and then trade out the switches for whatever you prefer and it has a good battery life 200 hours on a four-hour charge and it's it's why it can be wired it can be bluetooth you can use it wirelessly it's it's pretty. It's yeah. really hard to not want to add it to your collection.
0: Yeah, you know AAP do is killing it. <laughs> like yeah. everything that they come out with. I mean, you, you really you really said, said all, all the goods, and you know, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. It is amazing. The color is fantastic. They have um, a Famicon version and a, a standard um, NES version uh which is which is pretty dope. And and they're doing it. So definitely look into what they got going on right now. If you've never seen anything that they have going on, A do is killing it right now. So because they are, it is one of those things where uh you have to enjoy, you know, you just have to enjoy the stuff that they have going on. So uh, I dig it. I'm all for it.
1: I think the price point for it is pretty nice. Nice for the the mechanical keyboard, so you can actually pre-order it right now on Amazon for 99, 99 dollars. For sure. So. For sure, yeah. It's pretty... I really want it. I have to resist the urge. I have to save money. I spend so much money on Amazon Prime Day. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. I'm looking at the, the website right now. They have the. The N and Fammy editions, and it looks really, really good. So, so definitely check out what they have going on when it comes to that. Keyboards, controllers, they have a lot of different things as well. Uh, so we have Dark Souls. Dark Souls reportedly are being turned into a Netflix anime. Before you touch on that, Atom Eve, uh, the first episode, was released uh, on Amazon Prime, which it is on my uh, to-do to check out. Because I love the Invincible series, so Dark Souls reportedly being turned into Netflix anime. Danielle, your thoughts on that?
1: Yes, I mean I might hate physically playing the game, but I love the aesthetic. I love I love what they have. My problem is, Ah, Netflix better not like cancel it after one season. Like, the only thing I'm worried about now. Like, I love the stuff that Netflix produces, their movies, their TV series. But when it comes to their TV series, oh, you end up falling in love with it. And the next thing you know, it's gone. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I need more. Where is the change petition to bring it back? I I just, I, uh, they better keep it going on. Kind of like Castlevania. So I, I really love the animated and animes that, uh, that, Netflix has so I'm looking forward to it I'm I'm totally okay with this
0: yeah so it's been a few years now since the Castlevania one and from what I remember you saying that that was really good right
1: it is it really is
0: so I wouldn't be surprised with uh this one uh as well I do agree with you Netflix they do an amazing job with content And it's one of those platforms where if I were to get rid of the other streaming platforms, (laughs) Netflix would, I don't know if Netflix would be in there for me to like, you know, unplug from because they're that good. Yes. There's a lot of different things that we may not necessarily want to watch, but they have a lot of good stuff that we could definitely tap into. So, so yeah, so I'm excited to see, you know, take a peek of what they have going on there uh, for that. And, and even some of the stuff that, I mean, right now we're, we're excited about, you know, Turtles. And I know that's like right around the corner because that's this week. So we'll touch on that.
1: Move on from there. What happened? Um, just a little, little side note about the return of this. We don't have it on the docket here, but not Netflix, but Hulu. So I did watch the first episode of like them bringing back Futurama.
0: Okay. And how was that?
1: I'm not sure. Like I enjoyed it. I love Futurama. Futurama. Um but I don't know if they needed to bring it back. I, I really did love it. And it was a fun watch. The first episode was about binge watching, you know, they, they bring back. So the way that they do it is um they go back in time, ask if they want to do it over again, and then you know they they do. And I'm not too sure. I can't say I can't say yet if it was a great idea to bring back Futurama or if it's going to hold it. But the first episode is about binge watching like twenty-three years worth of shows that they, they they missed, and I can't believe that it's been that long. But
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't I don't yeah, know. It's, like it's thinking
1: back of it, thinking back of it, because I watched Futurama here and there, but then to realize that it it ended in two thousand and three, I was kind of
0: in shock. <laughs> all right, so if you were to give a, a short description of the show, cause I don't think I've ever really watched Futurama. What is it about?
1: Um. So it's about this character named Fry who um, was kind of like a nobody delivering pizza accidentally gets frozen and wakes up in the future with all these aliens and space. And mm-hmm. he worked for, a delivery company makes friends along the way, and then in the end it goes through all these different adventures of, you know, cartoon land here. And ends the uh, the series ends with him falling for the girl that he he loved, Leela, and they have this whole life together. Um and that's that's pretty much the whole surmise of of it in a very very quick form so So, bringing it back so i want to say thank you for that
0: i want to say thank you for that because that's the first time i've ever heard anything uh, about futurama that i'm interested in checking out based on your description yep first time
1: wow okay yeah this originally came back came out in 1999 and i guess i feel like it hasn't been that long because i've watched it like I guess apparently growing up in my late teen years and then I watched it with my son and then mm. it's always kind of been around for me to watch. So to, to see that the last episode was actually in August of 2003. I'm like, there's no way it's been 20 years. Like you got to like, there's so many memes and gifts of Futurama that are so relevant that I can't wrap my brain around that it's been twenty years, and then, uh, yeah, and then they're bringing it back and, and kind of rehashing in that first episode that it's been that long. I was like, man, I don't know about this.
0: <laughs> right? No, that's dope. No, that sounds really dope. That sounds really dope. You know, I'm more interested now than I've ever been since you said '99 to 2003. Yeah, yeah. it was, um, I don't know if it, it was around the same time. Well, Simpsons, they've been running for an extremely long time, right? So I think during the Simpson time, and I think Futurama would be playing maybe on a, I don't know if it was the same or a different channel. Like, I kind of remember that, but I never was drawn, you know, to go check it out. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you either liked it or you didn't. Growing up, we like that kind of humor, so just went along with it.
0: <laughs> no, I mean that—that that sounds dope. That is that is pretty cool. Uh, so Hulu's Futurama is back, and how long are they running for?
1: I don't know. I don't know. So last week was the first episode. I I know, I know. If you look at Hulu's listing right now, they have three episodes li- listed, but like the second and third one, they'll show you the actual air date. So it's not like, not like Netflix where they give you the entire season. Like it's a, it's a weekly thing. You got to come back and check it. Like a lot of their other shows that they have going on. Um, I can't, unless I bring it up right now, um, tell you exactly when the next episode will air. Currently there is, I can definitely tell you there is one.
0: (laughs) Okay. For sure. For sure. Um,
1: But how many is going to be in the season? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be. sticking with you know the same format they had previous i feel like i can probably search that somewhere but let's see future drama on hulu
0: indeed indeed
1: oh actually they have four episodes so the next one actually the second episode is already available with the next one airing august 6th and august 13th
0: okay sweet Sweet, so if you haven't yet already done so, definitely check out Hulu's Futurama. It's back and it's better than ever. <laughs> so definitely check that out. Um, yeah, so so- the
1: first, when, when it originally aired, their pilot season, they had nine episodes, but from like season two on, they had like 20 something. So we'll we'll see. We'll see how many episodes are in this season and how people like returning to it. Because that's the thing, too, is like when shows like this come out, like you're going for the nostalgia factor, and that it was a lot of fun to watch the first time. But when they try to recreate that, that's always a very tough formula to follow.
0: Yeah, especially since
1: the original audience is now 20 years older. (laughs) Right. So you're trying to get that that fresh new audience, our kids.
0: No, it's all good. And we have the streaming platforms now that before it used to be on TV. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot has changed uh, for sure. Uh, a couple of more things and it will wrap. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm still waiting for the Payday 3 beta. Um, I did sign up for that via, um, what do you call that? Steam, right? Steam. You just uh, sign into that and then I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for an email notification once they start accepting more participants. So I think I'm on a wait list for that. Uh, That is a, an exciting, you know, shooter, it looks like. And the second one I did pick up for like two bucks or something like that when it was on sale, when they were doing the marketing prepping for the third one, you know, that's just typically what they do. Right. So I have on the docket here next week. I think next week is actually this week. So I'm trying to figure out, like, if you know, I may have my my time strong here, but I digress. Uh, Next thing that we have uh, is uh, Call of Duty stuff. So a couple of Call of Duty stuff. uh, Nicki Minaj is coming uh, to Call of Duty season five. Also Snoop Dogg and 21 Savage. Uh, That's a very interesting uh, crossover. Any thoughts on that, Daniela?
1: I didn't realize how, I guess, influential hip hop scene was to Call of Duty. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. But then Nicki Minaj is being the first female, I guess, operative that you can have. So I think that's pretty cool. You know, with a little pink aesthetic and Barbie buys, which she has a couple songs. Right. But then you have Barbie too. So <laughs> I, it's definitely an interesting crossover. But I, it definitely wasn't something that I would have expected. Which I guess it works out.
0: Yeah, it works out because I'm interested in and using Nicki Minaj as my operative, um, for sure. (laughs) So so I don't know what that that says about me, but um, I love her music, though. I think she's one of the dopest artists um, to date. And I hope that she's coming out with more more tracks. Of course, you know, Snoop Dogg is a legend um, and 21 Savage has incredible, you know, work as well. Great catalog. Uh, but definitely interested as um, for my operative to be uh, Nicki Minaj. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, and, you know, more Call of Duty stuff. There's rumors that the next one is the third one. And I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, thoughts on that?
1: that? That's all you. I mean,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm not, not going to be surprised if it's not true. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So moving on. So, so last but not least, well, a, a couple of things before we wrap. Uh, so we have uh, Turtles coming out this week uh the Teenage mutant ninja Turtles mutant mayhem okay is already spawning a sequel and a spinoff series I'm not surprised I mean, I love the turtles, so anything more turtles is is good for me you know any year, any decade or whatever i i'm I'm all for it. The movie comes out this week. I believe it drops tomorrow tomorrow being the second of August, right so that's where we are with that. And also, they announced recently a pizza-scented controller uh, in collaboration with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Any thoughts on those things, Daniela?
1: I'm amazed because it didn't even come out yet. I think it what comes out tomorrow, and it's already getting a whole sequel and spinoff. Yep. But then it's also behind like Seth Rogen's with it, so there's no better person, I guess, to you know really hit into that whole tmnt vibes of it but i don't know is it i feel like maybe it's too early like i feel like your movie should come out first to see what you know how it's received but i guess a lot of people who are backing him and putting their money into this really have a lot of trust and faith and they probably watched it and loved it and it's like yes right the sequel yeah exactly so with that being said like Even though I feel like you should wait to see with your audience how they receive it. I feel that if there is the people that are behind it are like, this is going to be a great hit and willing to put that forward, um, put that money forward towards the production of this. That's a good sign.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I'm definitely excited about what they're going to do with uh, this a series, um, you know, we could—I guess—we could say that right now. And I—I I don't know exactly when I'm going to watch the movie, if it's going to be this week or next week, but it's definitely on the radar to see it at the theaters for sure. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, definitely. Uh, if you've seen any turtles thing in the past, you know, I'm sure you already have uh, your your mindset to watch it very very soon. And it's definitely going to be one I'm going to replay. You know, once it hits uh, streaming as well. So I actually want to go back and check out the the recent movies. You know, my favorite one was from the '90s, but I think I want to revisit some of the recent ones as well, just to you know, kind of you know, catch that vibe before heading into uh, the movie theater. So, so yeah, so that's what's going on with that. And last, but certainly not least, Starfield. Okay, so I definitely want to touch on that. Uh, We recently watched the animated uh, video. It, it has this retro space vibe to it. You know, there there aren't any words in the video, but you, you definitely, you definitely see the story and you definitely feel the story. So thoughts on that.
1: I, I really like the little ways that they're kind of building up towards Starfield with these little shorts. Yeah, there is like, there's no, there's no dialogue, like you said, but, this this retro animation style that they have going on is beautiful it's gorgeous and then you're you you really are getting getting kind of the vibe of what this this world is going to be so i think the way that they're hyping it up and the marketing it is just you know chef's kiss here
0: yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Like I watched the trailer, I was like, "This is so good, right?" It's like, you know. Then you have, um, I don't want to give away the the trailer itself. I, I think it's definitely something that should be experienced. But the what I walked away with was just go explore, right? Just just go, just go somewhere, and you can go anywhere, right? Just go, and 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 that that feeling uh they were able to like bottle it up and in this uh particular i don't know i don't know if it's series i have to check if there's, there's any other ones but it was really really well done and um i'm just i'm excited to explore you know that's going to be one of those titles that you know yeah destiny takes up a lot of time i think i'm gonna be in starfield i'm gonna be exploring
1: at this point, I think so. I think that's going to be, that might be your destiny replacement. Who knows?
0: Oh, man. That would be crazy. That's
1: saying, that's saying a lot there. That is saying a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. I love what they're doing. And even Mortal Kombat, we didn't touch on that. Um, but Mortal Kombat and the trailers, we recently talked about Mortal Kombat, but just the trailers are so, like, amazing. You know, uh, the fighting, the stories, and, and the things that are happening in the shows for even Mortal Kombat, but... But yeah so a lot to be excited about uh definitely starfield you know stays you know a month away doesn't move right and we're we're looking forward to seeing what's happening in that world for sure any final thoughts before we wrap
1: no i think we did a great show for today
0: great show great show i, I do agree so guys thanks for your continued support uh thank you for listening uh, this has been episode 643 and daniela where can they find you
1: you can find me on all the socials x like so weird to say that (laughs) x threads instagram everywhere at miss djm and where can they find you andrew
0: you can find me at uriya u-r-i-y-y-a and until next time take care
1: have a good one guys